Hey everyone, you're listening to A Walk Across Texas State. I'm Tori Graham and I'm joined with Zachary Webb. And today we got the opportunity to interview Tiffany Taylor, who is the University Relations Diversity Program Manager for Dell Technologies. We had the opportunity to chat with her about her career background, her experience as a first-generation student, and of course, Dell, because we know Dell is an interesting employer to many of you. And um, I'm sure you're going to love her personality. She was so much fun to chat with, and we hope you really enjoy. Yeah. Well, Tiffany, your point about even the jobs that you maybe aren't the most thrilled thrilled with, or maybe even jobs you've hated. Like I think most experienced professionals can be like, in every job, I learned at least one important skill that helped me in my next job. And sometimes it's maybe conflict resolution (laughs) or, you know, something, you know, it's not always a skill that you're like, oh man, it would have been nice to not have to need that, but oh, well, it's okay. It's in my tool belt now. And, And it's such a good point. And I think that's, the stepping stone type of attitude of understanding like your first job is not going to be your last job, but it's going to help you continue to get to where you want to go is so important for students to kind of resonate with and just accept and and use that to kind of positively motivate them to keep going. So, such, oh, so many great points. <laughs> I'm glad. You know, I, I try to just tell students to be encouraged, right? And especially in the climate that we're in right now, where there, you know, you have people that are graduating or that that have already graduated that are like, what is this going to look like for me career-wise? We're still in a pandemic. Like, how do I navigate this? How do I kind of move the the way that I would move if we weren't in a pandemic and I was engaging with employers in an in-person capacity? There are some real concerns that students have. Um, I mean, I'm hearing these concerns as I talk to students and I just try to, you know, tell them, listen, be encouraged, be open. Don't have the tunnel vision. It's like, I only want this job. I only want this salary. Um, you know, be very open. And the other thing I always drive home to students is you should be interviewing potential employers as well. I think mm-hmm. that gets lost on students. They're so hyper-focused on, I want the job. I want them to pick me. And they haven't really thought about, you know, what are things that are important for me as I look as an employer? Mm-hmm. Is it I want them to have a great company culture? Is it that I want to be able to have growth opportunities? Um, is it that I want to work at a startup or do I want to work at a company that's, you know, a little bit more seasoned in my field? I said, you know, I tell students, you need to create a list of things that are important to you and whatever those things are, they'll vary student to student. But you should be asking questions and you should be interviewing those employers to make sure that's where you want to be. Instead of being so hyper-focused on pick me, pick me, you should be like, well, maybe I don't want to pick you because you're not aligned with, with my core values or things that are important to me. That's uh, such a good point. Speaking of kind of like the importance of students having to interview employers and, and make sure that it's a good fit, we know you work for Dell Technologies, which is a, an extremely sought after employer. And so we were wondering, you know, why should a student pick Dell or, or what sort of, I guess, opportunities do you think Dell offers entry level students? That's a, a really great question because I pick them. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, they pick me, but I pick them as well. And I think one of the things that I've been so impressed with that, you know, the process of interviewing was uh, fairly easy. Uh, they were very accommodating because I was in the thick of campus recruiting season and they were like, we'll work around your schedule. And I was like, thank you. Wow, because yeah. today I'm in, I felt like a traveling band. I'm like, today I'm in Austin. <laughs> Tomorrow I'm in Dallas. Catch me one night only. Um, <laughs> but I think, <laughs> I think what I really enjoy about the company is the company culture. Um, the team that I work on, uh, such a really great team. You know, if you need help, um, I can go to coworkers. If I don't know anything, I don't have to sit there and be like, I don't know. There's no one I can ask, but I will even say not just within my team as an organization, they really are invested in their employees. I mean, I can't tell you how many people I've met just in the short time frame I've been there. Uh, there's a colleague on my team that's been with the company 20 plus years. Um, you've got other people that have been there 10 plus years. I mean, it's a very common thing. They value their employee. They're very investing in your growth and development. There's a variety, especially for entry-level talent, of different roles, right? So whether you are someone that's coming from a technical background or a business background, um, there's opportunities for you. You have, you know, the investment in that entry-level talent where we do both internships and we hire recent grads. Um, we're very committed in making sure that you have a good support system in these capacities. So, you know, having unofficial and official mentors is a thing that we offer. Um, we also have employee resource groups. So, you know, whether it is uh, a group that is aligned with your nationality, whether you're African-American or um, Asian Pacific or Latinx, or maybe you say, hey, I'm LGBTQ. I hope I got all the letters. Um, there's a group for you. So in addition to kind of your immediate working group, there's these other groups that exist for you to be able to feel a part of the organization. Um, our leaders, I love that, you know, they're, they're very transparent. They let you know, like through this whole pandemic, they were very open um, with employees about here's where we're at, you know, wanting to make sure we're okay. Because as I tell students, as you all are navigating the pandemic and shifting to 100% virtual, for a lot of our employees who weren't already 100% virtual, they also had to make that shift. You're prioritizing homework and family obligations as a student. Employees at Dell are also prioritizing those things. And it wasn't mm -hmm. lost on our leadership team to say, we know that this is a change. We want to make sure that you're okay. We want you to know if you need to take time off, you can talk to your leaders, but we want to make sure that you're okay. And that meant a lot versus like, <laughs> get back out there and work. <laughs> Don't worry about this pandemic. It's business as usual. And that really resonated um, when with all of the kind of social unrest that's kind of impacted the country. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of companies, you know, could have been quiet or they could have said things. And what I really appreciate, especially as a person of color, is how Dell really was in tune with what was going on. They offered a forum for discussion around what was happening in the country. And, you know, it that meant a lot. You know, it's something as small as we, we understand that these are things that, may very well be impacting a, a portion of our employee population. We're not going to act like it's not happening. Let's have a conversation about it. Let's hear from you all about how you are, are feeling. 
So these are things where you have a company that doesn't just look at you as an employee, but truly cares about you um, as an individual and makes you feel like you're part of a family. Those are reasons why I think any student, as they're looking at companies, would want to consider Dell. Yeah, for sure. Well, students, get on that. Get on your <laughs> Dell applications. I, <laughs> I have a, a student I'm really close to. Her name's Victoria. She did the sales internship last summer, the summer that everything went virtual, and she had a very pleasant experience and is going to be doing a full-time position with Dell yes! after she graduates. So. That's what we like to hear. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we. I think I've talked to you to you all about it before, but it was a big deal for us to go virtual, right? Mm-hmm. Um, where our internships had not been virtual in the past, and then how do we still create the same experience for our interns that we would if they were in person? Not to mention the anxiety that a lot of students had about hey, I'm grateful that my internship is not being canceled because they may have had friends who had their internship offers rescinded. Um, But how do I navigate this? How do I stand out in this virtual capacity? How do I still connect with other interns and other, and my team and my manager? How how do I kind of show them like, hey, you know, you should hire me full-time. So there, we had a lofty goal of how do we, transition the program. We had an awesome program manager who worked with a team of individuals that did a phenomenal job in making that transition. And it was not an easy feat. Um, And to hear the story from the student that you personally know, but just kind of hearing that feedback from other interns about them having a positive experience when it was 100% virtual made it all worthwhile Mm -hmm. because they were nervous. (laughs) I was nervous. I'm like, (laughs) I'm like, um, I'm hoping for, you know, that things are going to go the best because students are just used to being in person. They're using, they're used to being able to pop into, uh, their manager's cube, so to speak, or being able to grab lunch with their team or fellow interns. So those things, it's like, how do we still give them those personal experiences? Um, even though they're virtual and I, I have to give a huge shout out to, um, our team at Dell that that led the charge with transitioning the program and did a phenomenal job. Awesome. So to in closing, we always like to ask a question that kind of turns uh, everything back and, and focuses back on the students and what students can take away, what advice they can take away. But one of the things that I think is really interesting about this Zoom call and this episode is that I'm on the line with a former recruiter and a current recruiter. <laughs> and when I was in school, like I said, I, you know, first generation, I thought that they were going to, you know, I, you know, you walk out of graduation and then they give you a job and then you just go work that job and make 50,000, 60,000. What they put in the yeah. brochure, right? Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you open up your, your degree and then there's your job. It report to this place on Monday. But that didn't happen. And, you know, and I'd heard this word recruiter kind of just thrown out there in different mm-hmm. places. And so I kind of sat at home, twiddled my thumbs and waited for a recruiter to call my cell phone. Can you talk a little bit about how you actually get in front of a recruiter and work with someone at, like from Dell or uh, for any place and what a recruiter does? He's like, he wants, the the, ins- the- he wants the inside <laughs> deets. Yeah. Yeah. Like, is there any place I need to send my cell phone for all this just randomly like, calling me? How do yeah. I get past whatever block that they've <laughs> yeah. got in place? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, what I always tell students is take advantage of those opportunities to meet whether it's recruiters or individuals from our company in person, or in this case, virtual, right? 
my favorite saying to students was like, you better have your face in the place. (laughs) Face in the place. I love that. You better get your face in the place. (laughs) What what I meant by that is that I can tell you um, in my campus recruiter days, right? In the thick of campus recruiting season, I will lose track of how many students I've talked to. Like I said, I'm like a traveling band. Mm-hmm. campus to campus <laughs> doing events. However, those students that I met in person that made that impression. And what do I mean by made that impression, right? Now, you know, we give students advice about elevator pitches and all of that jazz, right? But, you know, I like to buck the system a little bit because I want to just have a conversation. And I tell students all the time, having a conversation with a recruiter and gradually weaving in some of those points from your elevator pitch will make you more memorable. I said, in those cases where I get someone and I can see the w- <laughs> they've got the bullet points at the top of their head, and they're like, press go. Tori's laughing because she's know I'm so serious. I, I can see it I in their eyes, Zach and Tori. They got the bullet points on deck. They're ready to go. And what does Tiffany do? Because Tiffany's like, you know, she's going to buck the system. I will completely throw them off. <laughs> And it's like they get to like, does not compute, does not compute (laughs) because they had to deviate from the bullet points. But that is because you've got to be able to have a conversation. I could have met 50 students that day, but the students that had a conversation, they asked me about myself. They asked me about the company. They had a conversation. And in that conversation, they're telling me, oh, by the way, you know, I major in this. I'm getting ready to graduate where it feels organic. Mm-hmm. that's the student I remember. That's the student I'm like, you know what? Let me, I'm the one that's following up with them. Hey, I know we just mm-hmm. met. <laughs> just wanted to see if you were still interested. Like I'm the, now the, the power has shifted and I'm the one that's pursuing them because they made that impression. Now I'm the one that's pushing to try to get them interviewed because they had their one, their face in the place. And two, they made a lasting impression that was positive. It made me say, this is a person that we've got to get inside in, into our organization. Like, I don't want anyone else to snap them up. I might fight for them mm-hmm. <laughs> if it comes to that. But though that is how you kind of pivot away from why won't they call me? Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, I know for some students as we're in this virtual space, it's uncomfortable. I think this is great practice as they're moving into whether it's internships or full-time roles where you're going to do more of this kind of virtual engagement. So I tell students, don't look at it as a roadblock. Look at it as practice for when you move into your professional career, because you never know, maybe you work on a team that is spread out across the country or global where you're going to have to interact in this capacity. Why not get the practice now? So wherever there's opportunities for students to connect with employers or recruiters, whether virtual or in person, hopefully in the near future in person, but yeah. leverage those opportunities for you're not just a name and a resume. You're a person with a personality and you've had an opportunity to build that connection. Tori, what are you going to add to that? What are you going to add from your, from your perspective? <laughs> well, I was, I just still am laughing about the bullet point look because <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> and it's like, okay, usually I'll just let them finish and then be like, okay, but Really, you know, have an actual conversation. Corey's so nice. I don't even. I don't. I'm like, nope, nope. I'm about. I'm about to. I'm about to just break the the bullet point machine. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, I, I think the other thing, and you talked about it too, Tiffany, about them asking questions about the company. I think that always stood out to me, but the the magic question is not what does your company do? <laughs> you know, like I'm oh, hoping yeah. I'm hoping that when they come and they are talking to me that they do have some real thoughtful questions about the company. Yes. But but not like they're already a little bit knowledgeable about it and want to know more about specific areas or whatever. So that is what would always impress me is if they actually knew what I did or what the company did. And then we're really interested in how is that relevant to them and, Mm -hmm. and what they're interested in and all of that. So that's something. She hit the nail right on the head, you know, not rolling up to an employer. I heard you had them jobs. (laughs) (laughs) What, what does Dell do? (laughs) What do you, what do you do? Like, do you Uh, sell computers? And I'm like, okay, well, this is going to be, this is going to be a long and it's going to depend on when you call me. If it's at the beginning of the event, <laughs> where I may be a little bit more willing to right. indulge you, or if we're at the tail end, I'm like, listen, I've already had three other people maybe ask me this, this question. <laughs> That's going to dictate, you know, how in depth my response is. But I think to Tori's point, asking meaningful questions, I can't tell you how like impressed that I would get if someone did their research. Mm-hmm. And they come and they start telling me things that I don't know about. And I'm like, I need to do better. <laughs> I'm like, exciting. where'd you find that at? I wasn't, <laughs> wasn't aware. You're like, what okay, what? Okay, let me let me look that up. <laughs> right? Was this on the homepage, or did you dive a little bit deeper <laughs> into the website? <laughs> but when they come prepared with, you know, not just arbitrary things they're throwing out to you about the company, but they've done their research, and then let's take it up a notch. Not only do they do their research, they're coming to you with why they're interested in the company based on said research. Mm-hmm. They've already identified a role that they know that you're hiring for. And they're like, let me tell you why I'm, I'm, I'm a good fit for them. I'm sitting here like, well, maybe we need to switch jobs. <laughs> 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 I'm going to go ahead and get on the other side of this booth and you can stand here. <laughs> you can talk to the other students because, and I'm just so impressed. And it goes back to that's that person that, I'm like light stalking via email, like, hey, it's me again. <laughs> Call <laughs> Please apply. Call yeah. me, please. <laughs> so those are those are some really good um just tips for students and being comfortable networking and talking with employers, right? You can't mm-hmm. I get that people are introvert are introverted. I have a daughter that's introverted, and I'm like, listen, I don't know how this happened. Me and your dad are both extroverts. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what this is, but let's, let's work through it because <laughs> you're going to have to be, you're going to have to be able to engage. So I, students are going to have to be, someone made a comment in another uh, event that I was at, be comfortable being uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And I, when they said that, I was like, that's so true. Whether it is, hey, I'm not really comfortable with this virtual thing. You got to get comfortable being uncomfortable. Whether it is, I don't really, network is not really my thing. I don't really like to. I don't know how to how to navigate that. Be comfortable being uncomfortable, because if you stay comfortable, how do you grow? Mm -hmm. How do you get better? How do you develop? So, you know, there's a key takeaway. Be comfortable being uncomfortable. And practice really does make such a big impact. You know, like I honestly personally feel like I'm an introvert and I spent five years in recruiting. And I remember 
Like <laughs> the first six months being like, I don't know if I can do this. Um, but then, you know, I was able to kind of click it and make it happen. And then, you know, it, I could get through the event and then just go collapse in the bed in the hotel room face down. And it was fine. You know, like that was my coping mechanism and it worked. So he's like, I'm sick. <laughs> She's like, I have nothing left. <laughs> yeah. After it, a career fair. <laughs> oh, yeah, my yeah, yeah. gosh. She's like, I have nothing left to yeah. give. Like, She's like, I already dug deep. <laughs> That's totally normal. That's what I do when I'm fine. I go collapse on a bed face <laughs> But Tori's not. People don't understand how taxing it is yeah, when you're at a fair and you're just yeah. like talking to students nonstop. And to her point. I would get back to my hotel room and mine would just be silence, Mm -hmm. just silence, (laughs) Mm -hmm. like silence. Like I would like check in with like my family. Like, are you okay? Like, all right, I'll be home whatever time or whatever day. And that was it. Like, I didn't want to (laughs) talk. I just wanted to sit in silence and just center my chi and be like, okay, get your head in the game. Because we got round two tomorrow. <laughs> yep. Uh. It's not. It's not for. It's not for the like, weary at heart, man. People. Yeah, and it's like keep it all mystical for me. <laughs> the, the lives of recruiters. Right, <laughs> and here's the other thing I tell students. Right, and I get sometimes that classes kind of kind of create this issue. Don't show up at the very end of the events. Tori's like, mm-hmm. please don't don't mm-hmm. show up at the very end now. If you had a class and, you, and your class kind of created a conflict, I get that. But there are some students that just will show up like, oh, you're not packing up, are you? <laughs> you're like, the vet wrap is wrapping up right now. But see me, because I'm always like, this may be the one student that I'm looking for, for whatever mm-hmm. job that I'm trying to fill. Um, but everyone is not going to always be that nice. You're going to get people that are gonna be like, yeah, we're done for the day. And it could leave a, a really harsh impression with students. But I tell students, you know, don't, if you can, don't, don't show up at the very end. Or if, if you do, have low expectations. <laughs> because not every employer is going to be excited to have a conversation, a conversation with you at the very end. And I, as unfortunate as it is, it sometimes leaves, like I, like I said, that very negative impression with students. And that is like, well, I never want to work for that company because blah, blah, blah. Tori's not in her head. She's like, yeah, no, it's not a good look. So just be proactive. Early, what is it? The early bird gets the worm. Have that mindset. I, yeah, I, th- I think so. Yeah. <laughs> right. I was like, keep me honest. <laughs> keep me honest. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. We had so many good conversations, so many great topics. Editing is going to be really fun. <laughs> We've talked for 45 minutes. Oh, no. You have minutes. to pick out the good but, stuff. No, nah, it, it was all good. So this might just be a long episode, but I can't thank oh. you enough. It's been a pleasure meeting you. Um, yeah. I, it, it feels like we've known each other for a long time. I know, this is right? the second time we've talked, you know? So I've told my coworkers, I was like, listen, I might blow this popsicle thing, okay? <laughs> We're going to need like weekly check-in meetings. Yeah. But I, I hope that we stay in touch. I, I, I definitely have enjoyed um, connecting with you all. And like, I, it does feel like we've kind of just like, that we didn't just meet. Yeah. <laughs> you all have accommodated yeah. my shenanigans, <laughs> which yeah. I appreciate. 
A Walk Across Texas State is hosted by Tori Graham. Zachary Webb is our producer and editor. Music by Richard Hall. For free resources and additional information about our services, head over to careerservices.txstate.edu and follow us on social media at txstcareers. Don't forget to like and subscribe to hear new episodes every other Tuesday each semester. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you soon.